Blog Talk Radio. and liberating things for me and I think why this thing came to fruition uh, you know I made a big deal that this stayed quiet you know and, and you know first of all you know what I was doing I was um, you know part of the rumors are things fly out of that building and so I wanted to see could I trust this building It's your boy, Matter Faithful. How's everybody doing? Uh, sorry we're a little bit late today, but um, had some, of course, always having some difficulty, difficulties. So I hope everyone had a blessed week. Today, since we had a bye week, I got my boy, K.Y. Richie, coming in, Niner Artist. We're going to go ahead, and as soon as I'm done with the intro, we're going to be playing his song, Faithful, and we're going to go ahead and bring him on, have him discuss the show, and then as soon as Adam calls in, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on and and we're going to kind of go over a little bit of the, the bye week and kind of a season recap and everything like that. Before we get started today, though, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com for more details. All right, so now that that's all the way, let me go ahead and play the song, and I'll go ahead and bring them on after. Nine the gang in the same rock and red and go. Yeah, we better touch down like a rapper low. Shanahan with the plan, watching Rumble Sports. Once we on top, we unstoppable. Yeah, the pack like I'm Aaron Rodgers. But I'm coming for your neck like I'm Ruben Foster. I'm just trying to get it done for the record. But I ain't got no time like CJ Benson. Go on, run it back. Carlos Hyde in the backfield. You're going to get picked up like Eric Reed had it airfield. I put the wheels on them like Goodwin. Make a safety look dumb. What you doing? Got some head on for the first down. Aye. Kendrick Bourne with the out route. Aye. Then we pulling up downtown. Aye. You ain't faithful. You ain't been around. Aye. Stay faithful, just the process, stay with your team, homie, that's progress. 
How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Chilling, brother. Chilling. You know, another blessed day with being a five-time champ, bro. You know how it is. <laughs> yep. All right. So, um, love the tune, bro. I, I remember when I first heard it. Um, it was probably I want to say a couple months after the season had ended last year. So probably about a couple months after the song came out. And right, uh, yeah. I, I was like, that's dumb. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I love the vibe about it because on Niner Faithful Radio, you know, our motto is buy a faithful for the faithful. So this isn't a show for people who, you know, af- after two and eight are going to, you know, turn off their TV. This is for people who are in it for life. You know, it's a lifetime right. membership, bro. So, you know, exactly. that kind of the whole spot, like, the process, and stick with your team, homie, that's progress. You know, and I, I kind of really dig that vibe because I was like, you know what? It really fits where we're at as an organization right now. You know, it really right, does. That like, was, look, bro. Go ahead. That was a uh, that was kind of like my thought process behind it, because uh, I mean, it was getting late in the season, and there really wasn't much hope. And uh, you know, a lot of the younger guys were starting to get some playing time, and uh, I just wanted to you know put something out there that you know the people could really stand behind, and you know, give us hope and faith that you know the following season was going to be much better. And you know, unfortunately, this season, you know, it hasn't been pretty, but, you know, I think that we definitely have some things to look forward to. Well, yeah, as as, as anybody who follows this football team, and as we have said on the show many times, um, Adam and myself have said that, look, the reason to believe that this team, the, 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 the faith that we all had going into the season was circled around number 10. And so, you know, when you lose your franchise starting quarterback, who was the reason, I mean, there's no secret. I, You know, give props to all the players. And, look, you know, everybody had to step up, you know, that five-game winning streak at the end of last year. But it was mostly because of Jimmy G. Cool. And so when when he went down, you know, yeah, it wasn't time to throw in the towel. But it it, it wasn't time to throw in the towel. And, you know, I'm the type of person that, hey, it ain't over until it's over. I've just, you know, right. being a fan, this is my 30th season being a Niner fan. So, bro, I've, I've seen Super Bowl championships, uh, the the comeback against the Giants, 
Um, you know, that was probably one of my biggest, you know, never give up type of moments that I've had being a Niner fan. You know, sure. my first one was kind of probably, you know. So it, it wasn't time to throw in the towel, but it, it was time to realize, hey, essentially we were the 2017 Niners again before Jimmy G. Cool came here. So yeah. the overall vibe is it, it, still, even though, you know, obviously some of the players, you know, aren't, aren't with the organization anymore, you know, it's, it, it, there's reasons to remain, you know, faithful. I, I, I do believe that, look, number 10 is going to be back next year. It's another year of getting more talent on the roster. I mean, let's not forget exactly in 2016 where this team was. People right. kind of forget that. They see the five-game winning streak, and they think a mass really essentially what's been with us since Harbaugh left. Uh, you know, everybody kind of – that five-game winning streak kind of – erased the last, you know, two and a half, three years of, of football. And it's like, wait, hold on, bro. You kind of got to remember where this team was before Jimmy G. Cool got here. You know, and, and right. exactly, you know, where, where we are in, in the of, rebuild process. There was a lot of hype behind that, the, the five-game yeah. uh, winning streak. And I went to a lot of those games. And, I, you know, it definitely was like a momentum change. And uh, it was very promising. And, I don't know. I heard a lot of people say, you know, oh, don't get your hopes up. That's, you know, the, those five games, you know, weren't, you know, it wasn't really anything, you know, wait until next season, wait until next season. But I mean, we we saw experts of uh, genius this this season, and it wasn't. It really just was only because of injuries that, you know, it really kind of messed us up and put us in bad shape. Uh, but I mean, I heard that uh, Jimmy's already off the crutches, and then same yeah. with uh, McK- McKinnon. So you know, their their rehab is going good, and you know, they sh- they should be uh healthy and ready to go for uh, next season. So, Exactly. And I, I was actually going to go ahead and um, because I was late, I kind of get, get to get to the, some of the things, but that was one of the things I was going to open up the show with was, was that, yeah, Jimmy G. Cool's clearly off of his, um, off of his crutches. And also that, that um, Scott McLuhan does not know what he's talking about, that Jimmy G. Cool sh- it needs to be in the suite and does not need to be on the sideline where he cannot defend himself, and if somebody comes flying towards his left knee, I think everybody in that stadium is going to have a heart attack. So um, we don't need yeah. any freak accidents happening. Jimmy G. Cool, stay in the suite. We love you. We know it's okay. Like, we're not mad that you're not on the sideline. Please. Like, yeah. Matter of fact, don't even be at the stadium. Just be a bubble wrap. That's like, don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't drive cars. Don't do nothing. But, oh, man. I mean, yeah. Exactly, and I think that where I, I think what you saw is that if you go back to the beginning of the season, as as we kind of do, we're going to kind of do a season review today. So Minnesota, you know, there was no point where I felt it, it, in the third quarter when they took the, I believe it was a twenty-four to six lead that they took. You could felt that the game kind of was on the brink of of teetering and and, and getting you know out of hand. But you saw clearly how right. that's where Dr. Pettis caught it. And so you saw the ability of the team to bounce back. And, and and that game was, you could say at the end of it, it's very easy to say, okay, yeah, you could tell the Niners weren't going to win that game. But going through it, you kind of, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm a faithful, so, you know, say whatever you will. But there was a little bit of feeling of, hey, you know what? It was just almost that feeling of, you know, we're going to come back. Hold on. Like, we're, you know, it was definitely yeah. a feeling of, hey, we're in this thing. Then you, of course, you know, you you go to Detroit. 
Go ahead. I was just gonna say, going into that game, I I, I was uh, I was really thinking that you know it was possible that we could um, yeah. you know beat Minnesota. They they have you know their offense with Cousins and stuff. It was you know they're still learning um, you know the ropes and getting the playbook down with Cousins. So exactly. I felt like we could have won that we could have won that game. Um, it's just it's tough going into Minnesota. You know they have a great defense, and uh, I I, just, I really wanted to win that game because uh, my my girl and her family are all from Minnesota, and that's kind of like their team. So oh, okay. I was really uh, yeah, I was really hoping I'd have bragging rights for that. Um, but yeah, I didn't yeah, it's been, but we still, that I think played all right for that game. And then um, well, we and you're saying uh, Detroit? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I I agree with you. Um, I I thought we were gonna win this. I thought that that was if if this season was going to be what we thought it was going to be, I thought that that would kind of be a, a point in time where we could point and we could say, you know, kind of like in '81 they always talk about when the, not in the playoffs but when the nine, uh, the Cry Girls came to to Candlestick in '81 in the regular season we beat it like 45 to 13 or something like that, and mm-hmm. you could kind of point to that as a turning point where, you know, even the team probably thought like, hey, you know what, maybe we do got something here. And I thought that that was Minnesota was going to be that type of win where we were going to be able to, that was going to be us who believed we're going to be able to point that and say, hey, look, see, we all weren't full of shit. We're, you know, this is really happening. Then, of course, I I totally understand with you and your girl uh, with Minnesota because all my mama's side of the family is from Detroit. So uh, obviously okay. the next week with Detroit was was bragging rights for me. Um, all my mom and yeah. the families from Detroit. So um, you know we win that game. Now Kansas City. See, I think this oh. is this is obviously this is this is the game we're gonna when the the story of the 2018 San Francisco 49ers is written. The game everybody's gonna point to is Week Three in Kansas City. Uh, that that's clear. It doesn't matter what happens the rest of the season. That's going to be pointed as the turning point in the season. Now, to me, the Jimmy G cool step out of bounds, don't step out of bounds. To me, the fact that he he fought for that half a yard shows me that they didn't believe that they were out of it. And if my and you know, the way I look at it is I, I very much believe that you know, uh, a football team feeds off the fans and the fans feed off a football team. I, I believe it's a very cohesive unit, you know, one unit, you know. And so I believe that as long as my football team is out there fighting and believing that they got a shot, well, then I damn well better There's believe that they got a shot then, you know. And, hey, we score sure. a touchdown there. We score a touchdown there. And, you know, and people forget that CJ, if it wasn't for that bullshit offensive pass interference call against Juice, CJ throws a touchdown right there. You know, we're yeah, only down by 11 there points. There was. That was kind of a BS call. I, I hate yeah, when you have to play against the refs, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? I, I had faith that my team would beat Kansas City, but, but you know, it, it, it is, it's hard for the most faithful to believe that you're going to beat Kansas City and the refs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's a difficult task. So, and all of a sudden that's eleven point game, and you know what? Not out of the question with Jimmy G. Cool that maybe we get a defensive turnover, a defensive stop. You, you know, maybe the game gets a little uncomfortable. You never know, type of situation. You know what I'm saying? 
perfect example, the Yams game last year, uh, the Thursday night at Levi's. You know, that game essentially looked like it's over. Before you know it, you know, Trent Taylor, another bullshit offensive pass interference. Uh, he, he gets that first down. We were only, you know, a field goal would have won that game. You don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Football is a very seesaw sport. One play can literally decide a game very easily. So, right. you know, all of a sudden that's an 11-point game. You know, and I feel that that's really where the season turned. Of course, we could point to Green Bay. We could point to to all these these different games where the season turned. So, yeah, getting back Bay, to – okay, go ahead. I was going to say the Green Bay game, too. That could have went either way. And then at the end, there was just mm-hmm. uh, like the blown coverage with one of our rookies. Uh, I forgot who it was. Madden yeah, yeah. or something. Um, no, it was yeah, uh, uh, Greg, Greg Maven. Greg Maven, yeah. Yeah, Greg Maven. Uh, let's let's be realistic. If we're going to specifically talk about Green Bay, we should have won that game. Should have. Like, like, let's, 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 you know, I don't like to play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game too many times, but the two games that I, the three games that I walk away, which all of a sudden, if you take these three games and you, you take away them from the loss column and add them to the win column, well, guess what? Instead of being two and eight, we're all of a sudden five and five. That's a little bit of a different record, huh? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the three games you can point to is Green Bay. Every faithful believes that we should have won that game, and both games against Arizona. The the one at home, I was there. The one at home, we dominated. There's no way in hell we should have lost that game by ten points. We dominated that game. Just five turnovers killed us. You know. Which, which and one that? the one in the, the 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 home game against Arizona, where where we yeah, had yeah. five turnovers on offense, where where we I ran a franchise record ninety two plays, <laughs> like every every statistic in the box score shows a Niner domination yards, rushing yards, passing yards, first downs, plays, time of possession, except the one that matters, which is the scoreboard. <laughs> You know, the Niners yeah. dominated that game. There's no way we should have won. And then the second game in Arizona where we blew the 15-3 the, the to 3 lead in the, um, in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, those three games, all of a sudden our wins, you know, a 5-3 five and, and record, uh, I mean, a 2-8 and eight record and being, you know, the first overall pick, all of a sudden becomes a five and five record. And you and me are probably having a, a different conversation today. You know, we're, we're talking about possibly right. a division, maybe a wild card. You know, instead of talking about, you know, getting the first overall pick. And so, to me, uh, I'll go ahead and get your, your opinion after this. But to me, I think that the victory, the the margin between what tells me that the Niners are closer to being a contender than being a pretender is that we're not getting blown out of these games. You know, you're, you're not walking out of these games except for maybe Kansas city and you know, the, the game against the yams, which even for, for the first, what quarter and a half, maybe first half, that game was closer than, you know, that that game was actually pretty close. You know, it was just towards as the game went along, it got away from us. You know, uh, the fact that we're in these games proves that if we were getting our asses whooped 
and we were losing every game by, you know, 20-plus points. Okay, you know, we got some serious problems here. But what makes me think that we're, we're not as far away from being, you know, a playoff contender as we are is just like last year, we're losing these games by a field goal, six points, five points, you know. Right. And there's 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 plays in these games that you're like, you know what, if you make this play here or this play goes different, you've got a totally different oh, ballgame. Right. Exactly. Uh, is that is that kind of what you're getting the, the feeling from the season? Yeah, I kind of feel like they, you know, were hanging in a lot of these games. And, you know, most of it is because not only the injuries, but because, you know, it could be a, a BS call or it could be just a blown coverage on one play, just some some simple mistake. And, and yeah, we well, lose football that. Football bouncing few, out of bounds when it's a fumble. Stuff like that. Um, I feel I feel like that's what lost us the game. Just a lot of simple mistakes. Because I mean, a lot of these guys are you know giving it their all, and you know I've seen even like you know some yes. good stuff just from some of these rookies and stuff. And I just feel like you know just you know just like one play they just blow it on one play, and you know you know just yeah. get a stupid call or um, you know just a flag on something, you know bad coverage, pi coverage. Just, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I feel think, like that's been kind of like the highlight of the season, besides the injuries or the low yeah, light. You well, say. also, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the injuries are definitely listen the, beyond number ten. I mean, losing Jarek McKinnon, I think that that I, I don't think not only, losing Jarek McKinnon, I don't think losing Jarek McKinnon was as big of a blow as everybody's trying to make out it out to seem. But because if DG Cools our quarterback. Go Not ahead. only them two, though, but, I mean, just throughout the season, we've had a lot of injuries where guys aren't playing. Like, Fox has been out a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Sherman was out a couple of games. Garcon, I think even Goodwin. They sent Trent him Taylor. into, you know, Trent Taylor. Yeah, a lot of our, you know. Trent Taylor is clearly affected by his back. Right. Oh, and uh, what's his name went out, too? Um, uh, Pettis. Pettis went out for a little while. Yeah. He was, like, Dante you know, Pettis went out for a while. Stuff. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of affected his his progression and maturity into a, a pro. You know, people kind of like, well, why isn't he, you know, produced? Well, you got to realize he really hasn't played that much professional football. You know, he's been hurt. So, you know, uh, I think that before – I think that Akilo, his injuries led to his bad play, which has led to a lot of his issues that he's had this season. I think you know, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people like to pick on Akilo, and uh, I mean, I don't want to be biased here. That's my boy, but I feel like uh, him and Sher- I feel like him and Sherman are really the only ones holding it down in the CB position. I feel like you know, a lot of the other guys have been blowing coverages. Don't get me wrong, Witherspoon has definitely had you know a few plays that he wishes he could have back, but I think he's definitely well, yeah. you know showed. Well, quarter quarterback is like offensive line. You only notice it when they're not doing their job, right? Like, when do you ever notice a great play by an offensive tackle? Like, unless you're specifically looking at the offensive line, you're not going to notice, like, like, think about it. It took Mike McGlinchey to run down 50 yards downfield to get noticed. You know what I'm saying? When Mike McGlinchey, I can tell you, I can show people several blocks this year. Just great blocks. 
You know, <laughs> matter of fact, sorry, matter of fact, I think he's one of the reasons <laughs> you look forward as um, one of the keys to next year. Is he, he's definitely a bright spot going forward. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I think, and so, then also, uh, yeah. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, a lot of guys, are, we didn't know, you know, with McKinnon going out, we didn't know our whole, you know, running back situation. And, you know, some of those guys stepped up. Yeah. Rita definitely showed, you know, um, that. Well, yeah, know, like, that, like I was trying to say earlier, if Jimmy G. Cool is still our quarterback and teams can't stock nine in the box, like, what are teams essentially doing right now? And Breed has still been able to produce, but just, you know, not at the level he was at the beginning of the year. Well, that's simply because teams are putting nine in the box to specifically stop Matt Breida. If Jimmy G. Cools our quarterback, that doesn't happen. And so Matt Breida has running lanes. And so I think that Jeff McKinnon, not that he's not missed, and obviously, you know, two running backs with insane amount of speed, you know, are obviously better than one. You know, but I think that Jared McKinnon is not as big as injury as I think they're bigger injuries, even before excluding Jimmy G. Cool. I think there are bigger injuries that have happened to the Niners uh, this year than uh, losing Jared McKinnon. I think that that's been, um, there's been, we're not two and eight because we lost Jared McKinnon. You know, right. we're not sure it would have been cool. It would have been cool to see him and see what he would do in our system. Oh, of course. He fits well. But, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm salivating that. I think we I'm salivating at the time. opportunity to see him. I mean, I'm right. salivating at the opportunity to see him and Brita in the same backfield. Right. You know, and it just that the I things like that. It would be a different story. Exactly. It would be a different story. Exactly. And what what Niner fans really and I'm going to adjust this right now. I'd better not see another file Kyle Shanahan, um, me you know question or meme or whatever going out there, or or I'm probably going to go off of this person because Kyle Shanahan's look. I've been to every home game this year except the Battle of the Bay and the Lions game. I went to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the two, the so that's you know the games that I've been to, I saw no issues about people being open. You know, I, I saw no issues to think that Shanahan's lost his ability to call offensive football and and to scheme people open. You feel me? So it's, when it's now been it's been questionable at times. It, no, I'm, I'm not saying that he's not perfect. I'm not at all believe saying perfect. I do think that blowing leads in the fourth quarter, I think that that started to become an issue. And you could tell me it's talent all you want, but you're starting to see a pattern develop here. Not a fans kind of ignored the whole ball in the, the 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl. Not a fans kind of just ignored that. And we, you know, we're just happy that we got a coach that, wasn't, you know, huh? You know what I'm saying? Right. We got a coach oh, that I actually like tends to make it out. 
Of course. I it, like Shanahan. Hiring like Kyle Shanahan makes sense. I think a lot of the play calling so, is, you know, I don't think that's our biggest issue. The, the play calling is fine. No, 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 no. Talent, if you tell me what's the bigger issue on the Niners, the play calling or the talent, I'm going to say the talent. And I'll even say with Robert Sala. I'm not saying that yeah, you shouldn't fire Robert. My biggest thing with Robert Sala is this, is you can tell me you want to trade or fire whoever you want to trade or fire. As far as I'm concerned, number 16 and number 80 didn't finish their careers in red and gold, so everybody's explainable. You feel me? And number 42. Like, think about how many Niner greats did not finish their career in a Niner uniform. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. So if, if, if Joe, Ronnie, Jerry, you know, if those players are capable of finishing their careers in another jersey, anybody is. You feel me? Because nobody's above them. So, I think we can all agree on that. So, you know, those are the three pillars of the franchise. Um, as far but as I do think you're concerned. right. I do think you're right. The defensive coordinator is questionable at times. Uh, oh, and uh, I, I think our, me, our defense it, does. Good. It's, it's questionable. To me, it's, it's – we all know that it's not a scheme issue because Seattle's scheme, we – as faithful know all too well that Seattle scheme works defensively. We we just know it too well, right? We all know. So a lot of injuries and stuff like the conditioning. Exactly. Not... And it's 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 everybody wants you know to run Seattle scheme, but they don't have Earl Thomas. They don't have Cam Chancellor. They don't have Richard Sherman in this prime. They don't have Cliff Averill. They don't have you know Michael Bennett. You see what I'm saying? So I don't think right. our issue is defensive scheme. I think our issue is defensive talent. So whether that be to under regression in players or simply injuries, you know, just just players being hurt. I think I, we, what yeah, I we, have we, questions with. Depth. Yeah, exactly. We just, we just clearly don't have the depth, you know. So my question is: too many times I have had. Defensive breakdowns be explained as miscommunication. Okay, so eventually it stops being a player issue and it starts being a coaching issue. And that's the problem I have with Sola is we were, we were told at the beginning of the year when they all did their beginning of the year press conferences, we were told that they simplified the scheme to make, get rid of all gray areas. Everything was supposed to be black and white, crystal clear. So that if everything is supposed to be black and white crystal clear, why are we having communication breakdowns? You know, I, why are why are players you know seem to be it seems to be almost one once a game, every game you see a defensive player, especially in the secondary, looking around like they have no clue where their help was or what's going on. And to me, eventually it stops being a talent issue, and it starts being a coaching issue because. Executing the defensive scheme is a very fundamental thing of football. You can be if, – if, if you're not talented enough, you know, that's not – I'm not going to say that's okay, like it's okay, but that's one thing. But if you're just simply not executing the defense, you see what I'm saying? Like if you get robbed, you get burnt. If he's simply – if a player is simply stronger or faster than you, or it's just – what do they say? A great throw beats great coverage every time. You know? 
that that's one thing. But if you're simply just blowing defensive scheme and players aren't where they're supposed to be, that's a coaching issue. Like, why are these why are these issues keep on coming up? Why are missed tackling now? Yeah, I've talked to somebody whose football opinion. Exactly. I, I, I've talked to somebody whose football opinion I very deeply trust, and he's told me the reason that we're having these tackling issues is because we simply just don't tackle in practice anymore. You know what I'm saying? My rebuttal to that is that that's fine, but when you're a professional football player, you've probably been playing football your whole life or damn near close to it. Tackling seems to be something that by the time you get to the professional level should kind of be second nature. Now, I will give the players credit because they keep on changing the rules on what's a legal tackle or what's not. So that obviously does have some type of an effect. You know, like, you know, because what is football? I I don't know if you played, bruh, but you can't think during football. You have to react if, if you think you're done. You know, so clearly players are thinking like, hey, is is this a legal hit? Is this, you know, and it's causing them to hesitate and, you know, it's causing issues. Right. So, right. but to me, that's, it's not so much a scheme issue. I think our number one def- challenge on defense is talent. I just don't simply feel that we just don't have simply enough talent or depth on defense. We don't have an edge rusher. We don't have a sandbacker. Um, in my opinion, as I as it stands right now, we don't have a uh, a free safety. I don't think Adrian Colbert is a starting free safety. I think he's definitely on the team. I want him on my team, and do I want him first man up? You know, I want him on special right. teams. I like him as a player. He's just not. It, 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 you know, I don't see the Niners hosting number six, hosting number six with Adrian Colbert as a starting free safety. Is that who you know? Safety on, what was the mis? What was the miscommunication? Uh, that was again. You talking about? Air, air, uh, are you talking about the Arizona game? No, no, no. The well, yeah, there was oh. in the Arizona game, but also in the New York game uh, against the Giants recently uh, with uh, that was Witherspoon and o- OBJ, and then I don't know if Colbert was the safety or. Colbert's on IR. Colbert's on IR. Oh, okay, there was supposed to be. That uh, was, uh, I believe that was Anton Exum. I believe it was oh, Anton yeah, Exum yeah. that was supposed to be the. the no, uh, Adrian Colbert's the one that the first playing at the home game uh, against Arizona, the Christian Kirk touchdown. Yeah, yeah, no, I know who Colbert is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was that was Adrian Colbert. But see, to me, there almost seems that the. the the one thing I will say, and I just thought about this, is because I remember after Marquis Goodwin got hurt, because Adrian Colbert and Marquis Goodwin are cousins. Okay, um, yeah, I, I believe that, that I believe on their mom's side, I believe, are cousins. So when Marquis got that really bad, dirty hit against the Yams, you know, Adrian Colbert took that personal, because, you know, that was his cousin, you feel me? And you and everybody loved that kid. This is the last game of the season. That hit that he made against that that yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was they called the completion. Where, where, oh, okay, yeah, I, I was it was there. not a completion. That was right in front of me. Oh yeah, yeah it was. That was, like right in front of that me. was not a completion, yeah. bro. He, he 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 got smacked and he dropped the football. Yeah, but yeah, they be carted I off. see that play. I see that play, and that's exactly what you want from a free safety. That type of play. That's a that's a that's a Pro Bowl caliber 
strong free uh, free safety type of play right there. If Adrian Colbert plays like that, we can win a Super Bowl with Adrian Colbert. You know, that's the frustrating part about this year is where's that Adrian Colbert? You know what I'm saying? I understand that he's been hurt and, you know, his shoulder ain't no joke. But where's the Reuben Foster that lit up Achille, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott? You know, and he yeah. you know, woke up people's games. You know, where, where's the Reuben Foster that made me think that I was watching Patrick Willis? You know, uh, that, that, that's so, so, so I, I think that that's, you know, whether that's, you know, the confidence and the swag that Jimmy G. Cool brought to the team, you know, when he first, I don't know what it is, but we definitely need to get that swagger and that, that, you know, juice back. And I think number, having right. number 10, you know, on the field, will bring some Not of that, that. back. Right. But I, I, I think I like that. Seeing, um, I like seeing uh, uh, Foster and Warner play together. Yes. Um, I, I, I salivate at a, Dare I say, uh, maybe not quite the level, but uh, uh, maybe a little flashback to a, a Bowman and Willis. You know, can we, can yeah. we get a little P-Dub and Bow? You know, uh, uh, that that first game against um, – the, the the first game they played against Kansas City, there was a couple plays where you saw and you were just like, hey, this is – this is nice. Like, this yeah, is – Yeah. Look, I, I, I definitely – not only because I do the show every Monday, so I kind of got to watch the games, you know, because people are going to tell if I didn't watch the game. But um, simply because, look, there's plenty to watch for the next six games. You know, uh, I think we're going to see some – I think we're going to start seeing some some good football play. Uh, first of all, you know, there's a the bye. We did a lot of traveling the first half of the season. Let's not forget that. Uh, we don't leave the West Coast. After this last game in Tampa Bay, we don't leave the West Coast for the rest of the season. And so, you know, I think that will definitely be a benefit, you know, uh, less travel. I think there's going to be some things that, you know, look, because Kyle Shanahan, I think that the, 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 this week, or I should say last week, you saw a different Kyle Shanahan. You saw a pissed-off Kyle Shanahan. You saw a Kyle Shanahan that was calling some people out. Not by name. But we're clearly calling some people out, you know. And I think that when he looked at and he said, look, I want people to reflect on this season and their goals and and whether they want to be a part of this team going forward. And then when they get back, I want their actions to reflect those goals and if they do. And so I think that's going to light some fire under some people's asses. And so I think that the one thing that you could say, uh, you have being at the Battle of the Bay, you could probably tell better than I could. The Raiders quit in that game. And to me, that's what I laugh at. Not the fact that we beat them 34-3, to that y'all quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was, we were, I was just too busy enjoying that game, to be honest. I was just right? enjoying uh, – I, I went with some Raider fans, so, you know, I – uh, to be able to have bragging rights, uh, you know, it's the last battle of the Bay, and you know, to oh, beat them course, that bad, course. you know, I don't, I don't care if they gave up or what. This is professional football. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, trust, trust and believe, bro. Trust and believe. Nobody was happier than me on that day. Like that was the ha- one of the happiest days of the season for me. Hey, if we never win, if we don't really that game and the and beating the Seahawks 
at least once, you know, whether it's in Seattle or here, or here at home. I guess preferably at home since I'm probably going to be there. Right. You know, um, uh, revenge. Although, although it would be nice to shut up the, the uh, one and twos. I don't call them the twelves. I call them the one and twos because they're one and two in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just I have no respect for their fan base. Um, anyway, um, so <laughs> when – you know, the, the, trust me, if we don't win another game besides that game and the Seacoss game, I won't be mad. Those are the games that I really want to win. So nobody's happy. Right, me too. But, I mean, I just look at it and say, y'all quit. That's one thing that Niner fans, look, I know it's not much, and, you know, it sounds really pathetic and it sounds like loser talk, but hold your head high to know that your football team has not quit this year. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. I cannot point to a time where I thought my football team quit this year. They've they've been playing their asses off, and I think that's one. Exactly. I think that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing to me is is, and that shows something. Like it, it might not seem like much like, oh, wow, cool, you're still – you didn't quit in a game you lost by 20 points. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it might not seem like a big deal about it or whatever, but you know what? If that person's willing to bust their ass when they're losing by 20 points, when the game's on the line and it's the Super Bowl, how how much harder do you think that they're going to fight? You know what I'm saying? If it, it, you know. So, you know, definitely – Definitely worth it. Um, I think we lost KY Richie. Um, I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay. We got you back. We got you back. You still there? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, we're pretty much actually almost out of time anyway. So um, before I let you go today, um, this was kind of cool because we didn't get, you know, much into your, you know, your music or anything like that. But uh, for the people who are interested in your music, uh, where can they get in contact with you or, or find your music? Yeah, so I go by Kai Ritchie and my Instagram and all my uh, social media is KMAC Official. Uh, that was my previous name before I switched my artist name. Um, I have a new project out called Pink Cloud that just dropped a few months ago. Um, you can get that on iTunes and everything. Uh, I got some Niner shout-outs. I shout out Jimmy G, uh, Witherspoon, and a couple other guys on there. Uh, my Niner Faithful song is on iTunes, Spotify, and all those platforms. Um, and I, I had a new song, a new Niner song for this year um, with, you know, the updated roster. Um, I didn't drop it because, you know, the unfortunate outcome of the season, but it will be dropping next season, so you guys can look forward to that. Okay. And, yeah, again, Kai Ritchie, cool, cool, cool. official, go give me a follow and Thank you for having me on the show, bro. I really appreciate it. Of course, no, bro. Uh, anything, man. I mean, uh, it, it's it's when I reached out to you, I, your song is one of my, you know, when we have a game late enough that that I can kind of listen to some pre-game music. Your your song is definitely a song that gets me hyped, bro. I slap. No big button, bro. But I slap your shit, bro. Your your shit slaps so. Definitely keep up the work, bro. I'm actually excited. I I look forward to uh to hearing hearing your 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 song definitely drop uh next season. We really uh, appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, 
All right, right most definitely. Take care. Yep. Go Niners. Go Niners. So, that's awesome. What did you think? Yeah, so I have a, a special guest sitting next to me in studio today. So, uh, uh, that's who I was talking to in case anybody thinks I'm crazy and started talking to myself. But um, we're going to get out of here. But before we do, um, I'm going to go ahead and say I really appreciate everybody listening today. Your support obviously means the world to me. Uh, remember to go to patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio. And, um, you know, if if you feel so inclined to do so, we got some rewards for, for, for different level of donations that, that you make to the show. And also, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at gmail at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com uh, for more details. I shall see you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Till then, faith, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Blessed and humbled by it all. Um, I don't, you know, I. I think what I love about it the most is that it's connected me with 49er fans for the rest of time, because I didn't realize it at the time that people would keep talking about it. But they not only talk about it, they pass it down through the generations just to be a part of a play. The, a magical season and a magical game and then like the exclamation point on a, on a, on a great game um, to be a part of that play that helped get our team to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, blessed, humbled, uh, very thankful just to, uh, to be able to be in the 49ers' memories forever. <laughs>